Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Today, we're going to be starting Chapter 4 in the book, My Father's Dragon. If you can remember, we left off with Elmer Elevator finally reaching the island. He was on the ship as a stowaway, the boy. And he left home, he ran away from home, which I don't recommend doing. And he was on the ship and then he made it across the rocks and finally made it to the shore of the island. Now, remember in the book, the boy's name is Elmer Elevator, but the author refers to the boy a lot of times, refers to Elmer as my father. Because it was a story, this whole story is a story her father told her. That happened to him when he was a little boy. So just so we don't get confused, okay? And uh, we'll probably will not finish the book in this episode. It's a little bit too long. Uh, we'll maybe do one more episode after this one and then we'll finish, okay? So after this, and oh, and just a little disclaimer. I'm recording with my dog sleeping next to me. So you might hear some dog snores from time to time. So please excuse it. Okay, guys, and we'll get started right after this. Chapter 4 My Father Finds the River The jungle began just beyond a narrow strip of beach. Thick, dark, damp, scary jungle. My father hardly knew where to go, so he crawled under a wahoo bush to think and ate tangerines. The first thing to do, he decided, was to find the river, because the dragon was tied somewhere along its bank. Then he thought, if the river flows into the ocean, I ought to be able to find it quite easily if I just walk along the beach far enough. So my father walked until the sun rose, and he was quite far from the ocean rocks. It was dangerous to stay near them because they might be guarded in the daytime. He found a clump of tall grass and sat down. Then he took off his rubber boots and ate three more tangerines. He could have eaten twelve, but he hadn't seen any tangerines on this island and he couldn't risk running out of them to eat. My father slept all that day and only woke up late in the afternoon when he heard a funny little voice saying, Queer, queer, what a dear little dock. I mean, dear, dear, what a queer little rock. My father saw a tiny paw rubbing itself on his knapsack. He lay very still, and the mouse, for it was a mouse, hurried away muttering to itself, I must smell Tum Duddy. I mean, I must tell somebody. My father waited a few minutes and then started down the beach because it was almost dark now. He was afraid the mouse really would tell somebody. He walked all night, and two scary things happened. 
First, he just had to sneeze, so he did, and somebody close by said, Is that you, monkey? My father said, Yes. Then the voice said, You must have something on your back, monkey. And my father said, Yes, because he did. He had his knapsack on his back. What do you have on your back, monkey? asked the voice. My father didn't know what to say, because what would a monkey say that he has on his back? And how would it sound telling someone about it if he did have something? Just then, another voice said, I bet you're taking your sick grandmother to the doctor's. My father said, yes, and hurried on. Quite by accident, he found out later that he had been talking to a pair of tortoises. The second thing that happened that he nearly walked right between two wild boars who were talking in low, solemn whispers. When he first saw the dark shapes, he thought they were boulders. Just in time, he heard one of them say, There are three signs of a recent invasion. First, fresh tangerine peels were found under the wahoo bush near the ocean rocks. Second, a mouse reported an extraordinary rock some distance from the ocean rocks, which upon further investigation simply wasn't there. However, more fresh tangerine peels were found in the same spot, which is the third sign of invasion. Since tangerines do not grow on our island, somebody must have brought them across the ocean rocks from the other island, which may, or may not, have something to do with the appearance and or disappearance of the extraordinary rock reported by the mouse. After a long silence, the other boar said, You know, I think we're we're taking all this too seriously. Those peels probably just floated here all by themselves, and you know how unreliable mice are. Besides, if there had been an invasion, I would have seen it. Hmm, perhaps you're right, said the first boar. Shall we retire? Whereupon they both trundled back into the jungle. Well, that taught my father a lesson, and after that he saved all his tangerine peels. He walked all night and toward the morning came to the river. Then his troubles really began. Chapter 5 My Father Meets Some Tigers The river was very wide and muddy and the jungle was very gloomy and dense. The trees grew close to each other and what room there was between them was taken up by great high ferns with sticky leaves. My father hated to leave the beach, but he decided to start along the riverbank where at least the jungle wasn't quite so thick. He ate three tangerines, making sure to keep all the peels this time, and put on his rubber boots. My father tried to follow the riverbank, but it was very swampy, and as he went farther, the swamp became deeper. When it was almost as deep as his boot tops, he got stuck in the oozy, mucky mud. My father tugged and tugged and nearly pulled his boots right off. But at last, he managed to wade in a drier place. Here, the jungle was so thick that he could hardly see where the river was. 
He had unpacked his compass and figured out the direction he should walk in in order to stay near the river. But he didn't know that the river was made of a very had a very sharp curve away from him, just a little bit way beyond. So as he walked straight ahead, he was getting farther and farther away from the river. It was very hard to walk in the jungle. The sticky leaves of the ferns caught my father's hair, and he kept tripping over roots and rotten logs. Sometimes the trees were clumped so closely together that he couldn't squeeze between them and had to walk a long way around. He began to hear whispery noises, but he couldn't see any animals anywhere. The deeper into the jungle he went, the surer he was that something was following him. And then he thought he heard whispers, whispering noises on both sides of him, as well as behind. He tried to run, but he tripped over more roots, and the noises only came nearer. Once or twice he thought he heard something laughing at him. At last he came out into a clearing and ran into the middle of it so that he could see anything that might try to attack him. He was surprised when he looked and saw 14 green eyes coming out of the jungle all around the clearing and when the green eyes turned it, it, I'm sorry and then the green eyes turned into seven tigers the tigers walked around him in a big circle looking hungrier all the time and then sat down and began to talk i suppose you thought we didn't know you were trespassing in our jungle Then the next tiger spoke. I suppose you're going to say you didn't know it was our jungle. Did you know that not one explorer has ever left this island alive? Said the third tiger. My father thought of a cat and knew this wasn't true. But of course, he had too much sense to say so, and one doesn't contradict a hungry tiger. The tigers went on talking in turn. You're our first little boy, you know. I'm curious to know if you're especially tender. Maybe you think we have regular meal times, but we don't. We just eat whenever we're feeling hungry, said the fifth tiger. And we're very hungry right now. In fact, I can hardly wait, said the sixth tiger. I can't wait said the seventh tiger. And then all the tigers said together in a loud roar, Let's begin right now! And they moved in closer. My father looked at those seven hungry tigers, and then he had an idea. He quickly opened his knapsack and took out the chewing gum. The cat had told him that tigers were especially fond of chewing gum, which was very scarce on this island. So he threw them each a piece, but they only growled. As fond as we are of chewing gum, we sure would like to eat you even better. And they moved so close that he could feel them breathing on his face. But this is, this is very special chewing gum, said my father. If you keep on chewing it long enough, it will turn green. And then if you plant it, it will grow more chewing gum. And sooner you'll start chewing, the sooner you'll have more. The tiger said, Why, you don't say. Isn't that fine? 
and as each one wanted to be the first to plant the chewing gum, they all unwrapped their pieces and began chewing as hard as they could. Every once in a while, one tiger would look into another's mouth and say, Nope, it's not done yet. Until finally, they were all so busy looking into each other's mouths to make sure that no one was getting ahead that they forgot all about my father. (laughs) Chapter 6. My father meets a rhinoceros. My father soon found a trail leading away from the clearing. All sorts of animals might be using it too, but he decided to follow the trail no matter what he meant because it might lead to the dragon. He kept a sharp sharp lookout in front and behind and went on. Just as he was feeling quite safe, he came around a curve right behind two wild boars. One of them was saying to the other, Did you know that the tortoises thought that they saw a monkey carrying a sick grandmother to the doctor's last night? Hmm, but the monkey's grandmother died a week ago, so they must have seen something else. I wonder what it was. I told you there's an invasion afoot, said the other boar, and I intend to find out what it is. I simply can't stand invasions. Me neither, said a tiny little voice. And I mean me neither. Me neither. <laughs> and my father knew that that must be the mouse. Well, said the first boar, you search the trail up this way to the dragon. I'll go down the other way to the big clearing. And then we'll send the mouse to watch the ocean rocks in case the invasion should decide to go away before we can find it. My father hid behind a mahogany tree just in time, and the first boar walked right past him. My father waited for the other boar to get a head start on him, but he didn't wait very long because he knew that the first boar saw the tigers chewing gum in the clearing, and he'd be even more suspicious. Soon, the trail crossed a little brook, and my father, who was by this time very thirsty, stopped to get a drink of water. He still had on his rubber boots, so he waded into the pool of water and stopped by stooping down when something quite sharp picked him up by the seat of his pants and shook him very hard. Don't you know this is my private weeping pool, said a deep angry voice. My father couldn't see who was talking because he was hanging in the air above the pool, but he said, Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know that everybody had a private weeping pool. Everybody doesn't, said the angry voice. But I do because I have such a big thing to weep about and I drown everybody. I find using my weeping pool makes it easier. With that, the animal tossed my father up and down over the water. What is it that you want to weep about so much? asked my father trying to get his breath as he thought of all the things he had in his backpack. Oh, I have many things to weep about, but the biggest thing is the color of my tusk. My father squirmed every which way, trying to see the tusk, but it was through the seat of his pants where he could possibly see it. When I was a young rhinoceros, my tusk was pearly white, 
said the animal, and then my father knew that he was hanging by the seat of his pants from a rhinoceros tusk. But it turned yellow and nasty and gray in my old age, and I find it very ugly. You see, everything else about me is ugly, but when I had a beautiful tusk, I didn't worry so much about the rest. Now my tusk is ugly too, and I can't sleep at night just thinking about it, how completely ugly I am, and I weep all the time. But why should I be telling you these things? I caught you using my pool, and now I'm going to drown you. Oh, wait a minute, rhinoceros, said my father. I have some things that will make your tusk all white and beautiful again. Just let me down, and I'll give them to you. The rhinoceros said, You do? I can hardly believe it. Why, I'm so excited. He put my father down and danced around in a circle while my father got out a tube of toothpaste and a toothbrush. Now, said my father, just move your tusk a little nearer, please, and I'll show you how to begin. My father wet the brush in the pool, squeezed on a dab of toothpaste, and scrubbed very hard in one tiny spot. Then he told the rhinoceros to wash it off. And when the pool was calm again, he told the rhinoceros to take a look in the water and see his reflection. There was a tiny white spot where he was scrubbing. It was hard to see in the dim light of the jungle, but sure enough, the spot shone pearly white, just like new. The rhinoceros was so pleased that he grabbed the toothbrush and began scrubbing violently, forgetting all about my father. Just then, my father heard hoofsteps, and he jumped behind the rhinoceros. It was the boar coming back from the big clearing where the tigers were chewing the gum. The boar looked at the rhinoceros and at the toothbrush and at the tube of toothpaste, and then he scratched his ear on a tree. Tell me, rhinoceros, he said, where did you get that fine tube of toothpaste and that toothbrush? I'm too busy, said the rhinoceros, and he went on brushing as hard as he could. The boy, the boar sniffed angrily and trotted down the trail toward the dragon, muttering to himself, Very suspicious. Tiger's too busy chewing gum. Rhinoceros too busy brushing his tusk. Must get a hold of that invasion. Don't like it one bit, not one bit. It's upsetting everybody terribly. Wonder what it's doing here anyway. Okay, guys, so that's where we're going to end it for this episode. Next week, we will finish the book. So I hope you like it so far and Elmer Elevator's funny happenings that he has on the island meeting all these animals and trying to trick them so he either hides from them or he tricks them so they leave him alone. He's a pretty smart little kid. All right, guys, we'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Thanks to those listeners that have been with us from the very beginning, and thanks to you guys who are new here. We welcome you. Sleepyhead Stories would not be here without any of you guys, so again, a big thank you. Please keep those shout-outs rolling in. You can reach us on our Instagram or Facebook page. You can send an email, sleepyheadstories at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com, and send us a message. Remember, we're available on all podcast streaming platforms. 
please subscribe so you're notified every time we release a new episode and please share us with your friends. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love reading books. We love sharing them with you all and have a great day or a great night.